rdtdaily.com presents a Tara Buster with comedian Tara Devlin. All right, where is it? There we go. Yo, what's up? My name is Tara Devlin. Thanks, guys. Really, I just spilled some coffee. Thanks for hanging out and joining me as we discuss the last days of the American Republic. My name is Tara Devlin, and this is Unapologetic Liberal Talk. All right? So, take that and put it in your pipe and smoke it. Well, if you don't smoke, please, if Bob Kincaid is listening, don't put anything in that pipe. Just... Take a walk or something, you know? Um, Yeah, Bob Kincaid, I'm very proud of him. He's quit smoking, and it makes me happy, all right? I'm sorry. I'm sharing it. Thanks, guys. And if in case you don't know who Bob Kincaid is, I doubt that. But just in case you're the one, um, he has a great radio show at Head On Radio. Head On Dot Live, is it? Wait, Head On radio let me look this up now that i'm saying it head on dot live head on yes head on dot live so you you can listen to him and then you can listen to me and then you can listen to mike malloy his show starts at bob's show starts at five okay and then my show i try to do my show during the week around this time we don't really have a set time that's the problem I'm trying to get to the point where we can do a daily show at a set time. That would be ideal. Hopefully that'll happen before I drop dead. Wouldn't that be nice? Um, Maybe dreams can come true. We need it, frankly. That's why I'm doing the show. Not because whatever. Um, it's There's so much money in liberal talk. There isn't. Because we're fighting against the big moneyed interest. If I wanted to make money, I would be a conservative. I would no, I mean be a conservative talker because they get funded by think tanks and billionaires. I'm not uh you can look it up. It's not even uh a secret. So that's why they have enough money. That's why Candace what's her name? Owens, Candace Owens, that that grifter, she paid for the crowd at one of Trump's Super spreader rallies. They paid for them to fly them in, put them up in hotels. This, these are the things that liberals supposedly do. We don't have money to fly anybody in in a hotel because we don't have the billionaires. We're fighting against the big moneyed interests. So, um, democracy, yeah, it has such a liberal bias. So does decency. And that's why I call this show Unapologetic Liberal Talk, because I'm sick of it. I'm sick of not just sharing the same air as morons. We do. We we have to. That's the, that's the curse of all normal, decent human beings from the time we crawled out of the ooze. We've had to deal with right-wingers, conservatives, Republicans, whatever they call themselves, Tories, whatever their incarnation is, whatever label they're calling themselves, we've had to deal with them. 
and we continue to evolve despite them. And to, well, I, I, I'm tired of them. I don't want to walk on eggshells around them. I don't want to bring them on side. I'm not doing the show for them. I'm not like Tom Hartman. You know, he does his show where he'll debate conservatives. What are you debating? It always bothers me, to tell you the truth, that he does that. I mean, that's his show. He's doing a, uh, he's the number one damn liberal talk show. So he must be doing something right. But it gets on my nerves only because they have enough platforms to spread their lies. So when he's bringing a right winger on, they, and many times I find myself screaming at the radio or whatever. The, the radio seems so old fashioned now. Screaming, screaming at my phone or my computer, you know what I mean, whatever, that just screaming the answer back. And when you're one person debating somebody, you, and they, the lies just keep coming so quickly from right-wingers. That's who they are. That's what Trump does. You can't, by the time you're, you're countering um, their, the first lie, they're onto the fifth lie. So, but it gets out into the public consciousness and somehow it it gets legitimacy people you can't um you know expect the best of the american people i don't expect the best of them i've learned over my lifetime that you don't leave anything up for for chance you don't think oh well they'll know better when they hear that the American people, they'll figure it out on their... No, they won't. They won't figure it out on their own. The ones who have figured it out, we figured it out. The others, many are easily swayed. That's why you'll have right-wingers. I mean, even just, for example, watching... I was watching the local um, news, New York One, it's only available here in New York. And during the Kavanaugh hearings, they went to Staten Island. I grew up on Staten Island. So I understand. I know what it is. It's the scene of the crime. It's a very Republican borough. And they were interviewing. They just went to some, uh, in fact, I think I remember it was Top Tomato. It's one of the supermarkets on Staten Island. And I know it well. They went over to a lady and they said, what do you think about the Kavanaugh hearings? And she said, oh, terrible, terrible. What they do, what they're doing to that poor man, it's just terrible. And okay, they leave it at that. Oh, thank you, ma'am. So now that bullshit is in the public consciousness. So somebody passing by the television or not fully informed of what's going on. They hear, oh, it's terrible. Isn't that terrible what they've done to that poor, poor, put-upon, drunken frat boy? Isn't that terrible? Well, that's how we can't, we, you just can't leave things on the floor. You can't allow them to 
spread their bullshit and let it sit there like a steaming turd in the middle of a dining, a nicely set dining room or whatever. All right. Thank you, Jim, for your super chat already. He's right into the right out of the gate with a super chat. And Ed, hello. Where the hell is everybody? I want to know. Where is everybody? Usually there's a lot of people in the chat room. What happened? Is something going on? Did I miss something? Is there some kind of... Is there a tragedy happening somewhere? Or, well, just besides the slow motion tragedy of the end of days? The end of the Roman... I mean, <laughs> of the American Republic? What the hell is going on? This is so weird. I don't see anybody. There's like nobody in the... Does this... Did everybody decide they don't like the show anymore? Is this what's happening? Maybe. All right. Except for Ed and Jim? What the hell? Do we have a show? Is a show happening? All right. We'll do the show anyway. Um, yeah, we'll do it anyway. It is weird. Where the F is everybody? It is, it's a problem, frankly, that I have to... It does suck that the show doesn't have a set time. That's the problem. Because people don't, um, you know, they can't say, okay, now I'm going to watch Tara Buster or whatever and join in at the, you just pop in. I have, I pop in whenever and hope that people show up. It's really kind of annoying. And I get it because other things are going on in everyone's life. All right. Well, I hope other people show up because it's kind of strange. I feel bad for Jim and Ed in the chat room. You guys look so lonely. So, look at my hands. I just want to point it out before you're like, what's going on? I'm wearing these because I'm being on the computer. It's rubbing across my... I don't know, it's giving me, it's bothering my hands. So I bought these computer friggin' things. I think that's what they're called, the computer friggin' things. All right. Wow. This is, this is a good show. It's too bad that everybody's missing it right now. So, because I really put a lot of heart into it. <laughs> you fuckers. You bastards. I put a lot of heart and soul into this show tonight. To enter, are you entertained? God damn it! Are you not entertained? It's better than watching Twitler's rally. That's why I figured we better do a show. Apparently, he's having another super spreader rally as we speak. Because I got a message on the Discord. If you're not in the Discord community, well, show up there. Where the fuck is Greg, too? I'm getting mad now. I'm sorry. I I didn't mean to curse. What? Greg, um, hello. Where are you? Is something wrong with this stream? Because Greg and Discord is I'm waiting for the show. What is happening? Maybe something's not right. Where are you, Greg? Hmm. 
This is weird. Show has started. <laughs> It'll be, well, I don't know. I don't know what else to do. Oh, there you are, Greg. Where the hell is everybody, Greg? I'm, I'm really blaming you for the fact that nobody's showing, not nobody, that our regular crowd hasn't gathered. It really sucks. It, it only drives home my frustrations in general about the show. And it's the limitations of not having a set time. So I do it anyway because the more content we produce, the more people will find our show and the more more better and bigger and ba 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 it'll get I mean this is what I'm thinking. I don't know. Maybe the more maybe it sucks. Anyway, no, it doesn't. It doesn't suck. I keep asking that. Does this show suck? I say that to Shannon a lot because I know Shannon for many years. She's sort of like a substitute shrink at times, as our friends will be. And sometimes I'll just say, does this show suck? So, and I say, please tell me the truth. But I don't think it sucks. I get, I get sincere, heartfelt letters from people. And... That really touches me. So I say, that can't, that doesn't suck. Exactly. Jim says, if the show sucks, why am I donating? True. That's what I say. Other pe people are here. They're supporting the show. So why? I have a very broken um, brain in that, in that sense. Not in the sense of, you know, intelligence let's say <laughs> i'm not a conservative i'm not a republican as you know because republicans have low iqs that's i don't hey i didn't do the studies it is just what it is they have low iqs they have large amygdalas meaning that they have larger fear centers uh, isn't it obvious and they also are low effort thinkers, meaning that they, uh, they're, it's sort of like the way it was described as far as low effort thinking is that it's sort of like when you're drunk, you know, you'll, that's sort of like a low effort thinker when you're impaired somehow. So, all right, we have a lot of talk to talk about. Let's just start, and then we'll go from there. I um, Ray is doing great, everyone. Just wanted to give you the update on Sin City. Thank you. I received your generous jo donation and little note to get something nice for Ray and Tara Jr. Jr. and Francis Jr. Jr. And yes, I will... They have a lot of toys, so thank you. That's from you. I got them a little thing that has a butterfly flying around. They kind of like that. And then they have to kill it. They're all about murder. Well, it's sort of like Republicans, except they they have hearts and souls. I don't know. 
they love um they everything is murder with cats murder this murder that jumping on your back murder 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 sneaking up on you murder uh, ways to murder it's murder all the time but uh, they have i've started to introduce them it's going all right except today Tara Jr Jr so they know each they know that they're they know of each other's presence now they've seen each other they've they only smelled each other earlier now they have seen each other and Tara Jr Jr was cool for a minute he was hanging out in the same room i i i've been doing it slowly feeding them doing the whole Jackson Galaxy thing where you feed them on the upside of the door and blah 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 and then today, Tara Jr. Jr. was sitting in the window screaming like one long at Ray. And then I had to, he, he didn't attack him or anything, but he was like. So I had to get him out of the room. I was like, all right, enough. Little slices, little doses. And I'm sure they'll. One day, I'll be reporting and posting pictures of them hanging out in the window and chilling out. But Ray is such a good cat. It's it's probably the friendliest cat I've ever encountered. Seriously, right off the street? It's just bizarre for a cat that has that lived on the streets to be so, so friendly. All right, let's oh, let's get into the Republicans. Thank you, everyone, for hanging out and yeah, and supporting the show. All right, what was I? What what do we want to talk about? I had a list of things. Let me see, so I can get my head on, get my head on straight. One of the things. All right, okay. Let's start with well. There's so many things. Holy shit. Well, here, let me start with, oh, God, there's so many. We could go into it, because I have this whole thing about Amy Coney Barrett. And then, because she's, well, maybe let's just go into that first. She's annoying, as we know. She's a fascist. She's a right winger. Everybody, in fact, Shannon was telling me that one of our friends said, oh, she can't be that bad because she has um you know she's adopted some kids from haiti and uh, she has uh children of color i don't i don't even know how to say that children of color i i get emails from daniel a lot saying don't say people of color that's why i'm like um i wonder what to, that's why i say i don't know people of color i don't know what to say I hear Joy Reid. I see I see people of color saying people of color, so it gets confusing. What do I say? I'm trying to be respectful. What's the appropriate thing to say? So I say people with darker pigment. Ultimately, what does it matter, right? And when we, we talk about um, these throwbacks to times that we have to leave in the dung heap of history. One of those things is us 
putting down our ethnicity on a form. So, I don't know. That seems pretty old. But I get it. That's probably um, part of, well, of course, when you're trying to rectify a, a country that was built on genocide and racism, you have to make some deliberate moves. You can't assume the best, as we were just saying. You don't assume that that uh, pe- the American people will understand that they're being lied to or you can't leave anything to the imagination. You have to lay it out, and that's why you have to fight and respond to every single lie, as exhausting as it is. You can't just say, oh, well, they'll know better. That's just not how it works. But so anyway, as um, I try to be uh, conscientious about this country, uh, the history, and uh, try to call people what they want to be called. That's the least we can do, right? I know Republicans, they can't deal with being PC. What's PC? It's just being a decent person. PC is just call people what they want to be effing called. That's all. It's a sign of respect. We're in this together. It says, okay, you want to be called the he or she or her or they or whatever? Okay, fine. I'll do that. You want to be called, I don't know, African-American? Okay. But ultimately, we're Americans, period, end of sentences. And I hope we get to that point where that's all that matters. People, because does it really matter if you're a person of color, if you're a person of red hair, person of brown hair person it just seems like a distinction without a difference nobody would think like that but whatever yes kamala la 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 jim on the chat says like kamala la 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 that's who they are they're disgusting and so okay amy coney barrett the what we were talking about her of course, we're talking about her. We will be talking about her for years because they're inflicting her on this. They're inflicting her um, her minority ideology on the majority. And, well, that's what every fascist death cult does. And so I'm not sure if you guys, well, maybe you missed it or what. Uh, who knows? Um, we'll play it here. Kennedy, who I cannot stand, his marble mouth, he's so irritating. You know, he calls, all right, let me, I'm just trying to find the, uh, what the hell is that? There's a goddamn dog fight out. You hear that? Something bad is going on out there. Oh, no, that's terrible. I hope there's people out there. I don't know if you heard that. Two dogs were, sounds like they're fighting, but I hope they're dogs. You don't often see dogs running around loose. Uh, this is Queens. 
I hope it's just two dogs who didn't like each other walking down the street or something. And that, all right, all right, nobody got hurt. Why is this every time I get everything prepared and then I can't find it? So I end up looking for it again. I don't know. I have to ask that question out loud to myself. Well, if you become a patron, I know, it's always an excuse to talk about the patron. Not an excuse, it's really a delaying tactic. Oh, what the hell is this? Let's see if this is one of those calls. Let's decline. Let's see if they call back. That's how I know when I get one of those those uh, Trump and Z robocalls. They call, and then I don't answer the call, and then they call immediately back. That's them. But it's not, you know, I don't think it was them that time. Okay. Amy Coney Barrett. So she was, she's being interviewed for this job. She's being shoved onto the court by these filthy fascists. Not really because she is a religious zealot, which she is, but that is sort of like the icing on the cake. She is so far outside the mainstream of the American uh, point of view. But she's also a, a corporatist. She's a solid... She's right in the business. I mean, if this was... Uh, she's, she's perfect for the Gilded Age, the new Gilded Age. She is one of the cheerleaders of the new Gilded Age, especially being a woman. You know, Republicans love their props. They use people as props. Even back when George W. Bush, they'd never say, oh, they will always deny, I'm not racist, while peddling racist policies. And then they will point to whoever's, oh, my black friend. And that's exactly what George W. Bush said. Whenever anybody accuses me of being racist, I just point over to Condi Rice and Colin Powell. Oh, that really does. You got a couple of black friends. I see. But they're, that's their denial. So it's not about what... I don't really care what you think. You know, George W. Bush, that you hired Condi Rice or, or Colin Powell, is that you promote the systemic racist policies of the right-wing, kiss-up, kick-down, fascist, republican party, the greed-centered ghosts of the Gilded Age that is, are in our halls of power. Haunt, it's not just haunting them. They are driving. They're in the driver's seat. Is this is mixing metaphors. Driving the seat in the halls of power. Whatever. They're up our... They're, they are um, up our wazoos. This country is... But the racism is a tactic. Of course, people have racist hearts and stupidity and stupid opinions, but the leadership exploits those people to keep 
the ultimate agenda on track, and that is to make the rich richer and to disenfranchise the uh, entire working class. That's what it's about. You don't have to be a political, um, you don't need a, a, a degree in political science to figure it out. It's the oldest tricks in the book. So Amy Coney Barrett, she's she's like Sarah Palin. She fits the suit. They don't really care. Amy Coney Barrett, she doesn't hold. What what are her opinions? Oh, one of the thing that uh, the Republicans are saying. Well, how do you know how she's going to rule? Well, if past performance is indicative of future results. We know who she is. And so the thing that's so offensive is that Republicans, they refuse to look at themselves. They refuse to learn. They will never, and how dare they, frankly. Let me play, let me see here if I can get this video up. Do you love Gantt charts? Ad first. Here's how easily you can build one and click it. Of course. Let's map out the tasks for your Gantt chart. Oh, I'm sorry, I was just singing along with the ad. All right, here we go. This is from the Daily Mail. Just because it was more convenient. All right, here's the hearing with Amy Coney Barrett and Senator Kennedy, who calls a professor a butthead. Some butthead professor at Boston University says that because you and your husband have two children of color. Children of color. <laughs> just that, that sounds weird. Children you're a of white color. colonist. The implication is you're that a you're a racist. Oh, and God. that you use your two children as props. Do you use your children as props? Do you use your children as props? Well, how are you supposed to respond to that? Do you you Senator no, I don't use my children as props. Thank you. See, some butthead said, some butthead who happens to be a scholar in, um, you know, racist goddamn history. Not that Senator Kennedy would want to learn or have a different opinion or look at himself, herself, themselves. It's as if it doesn't exist. His opinion, he's, of, of course, he's a professor of color. Fuck. Here goes the goddamn, did it happen again? The fucking audio? I heard it. Holy fuck my life. How's everything? Is, it, is the audio still working? I had this, th it happened again. It went, okay, you can hear, it's fine. Because it happened Maybe it didn't go, uh, I don't know what the fuck that is. I, I can hear it in my headphones. It goes like, boom, it goes off. And then that's when all the, everything, all of the uh, microphones are reset or something. I have no idea why it does that. But actually, now that I'm saying this, it does seem to happen. We should pay attention to this now. It does seem to happen when I'm playing movies off the internet. I don't know why. Why would it do that? What the hell? 
well, as long as it's still working. And if it's not working, my producers here on the on Tarabuster, all of my producers <laughs> will tell me. So thank you. You didn't know. You can't just sit and watch the show. You have to work. You're working for the show. You're basically working. You're volunteers for the show. And, well, you're also supporters. But you always have to do something. Be it audio, check, 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 or whatever. Share it. Give it a good review. Become a pain. You know, whatever it is. You gotta share it with your friends. You can't just relax. All right, here, let's continue. This really annoyed the hell out of me because they have no, they, they're, they're arrogance. It's like they're cooked. Com they're completely cooked. There's nothing they could, that anyone can add. There's nothing they can learn. They're perfect. Somebody can't say to them, you know, check your motives because the whole thing is, okay, she, she adopted to children of color, great. But what does she promote in her rulings? What does she do? What, what when she, uh, she never rules on the side of children of color, people of color, any of color. And we'll get to her racist rulings. I think that are more important if she's not a racist just because she has a couple of black children, of course, just like Trump's not a racist because he had uh, he hired a black woman. And they love using people as props to excuse everything. I, I'm not racist. David Duke says he's not racist. Let's keep that in mind. It was... The risk of people saying things like that, which would be so hurtful to my family, oh. that when I told Senator Graham Please. this morning that my husband and I had to really weigh the costs of this, it was... Oh, you're so full of shit, your husband and I. You and your husband had to weigh the cost. You, you dove right in with the stolen seat. You didn't have to dive in, you know, so eagerly. You had to weigh the cost because somebody said, because a scholar, a, a racial history scholar says, this is just another day at the office for the white colonizer to point to her children as, of course, I'm not racist, while pushing and promoting racist rulings. And we'll get to the rulings, which cannot be denied saying deeply offensive and hurtful things, things that are not only hurtful to me, but are hurtful to my children, who are my children, who we love, and who we brought, brought home and made part of our family. Who you and brought home? What? I like mean, brought home? Are cruel. I'm just kidding. Yeah, cruel. They're hurtful. Oh, poor boo-boo-boo-boo. She doesn't seem to care that you know, she's sitting on a stolen seat that belonged to a black woman. Barack Obama nominated a black woman for Amy Coney Barrett's stolen seat. She doesn't have a problem with stealing that seat. If she really was interested in the future of her black children that she brought home, as she put it, like I brought home Ray, I guess. I don't know. 
little Ray. He happens to be black too, I guess. I don't know, but like she, if if she wasn't, you know, um, if she wasn't so, I don't, what, I, what am I saying? Know them by their fruits. God damn it. Show me. Don't tell me you're not racist. Okay, oh, you have a couple of black children. That's the end of the story. So why are you promoting racist, uh, a racist country? Why are you making it harder for your black children? Maybe you should open your goddamn eyes and listen to their experience or what, learn something. If a black professor of racial studies is saying this is just a long history, one, one example of the long history of colonization where they use the black uh, whoever. I have a black friend. I have a black child. I have a black whatever, husband, wife. And point to, and that, therefore, it's, you're using them as props. I'm sorry. You, I'm sure you love them. But why then, if you really, this is the other thing, if you're, if you really love your children, why are you making a world that sucks for them? For your white children too, for all your children, for all children in general. But why are you making a world that sucks? More brutal, divisive, greedy, selfish, ignorant, small. That's who she is. It doesn't matter what... Okay, wonderful. You have two black children. Show me. Show me what you've done to advance the rights of black people in general. Or the, uh, or the oppressed. In fact, you have a hard time even saying that there is systemic racism. She didn't say it. She was asked. She couldn't agree. She couldn't admit it. She is... But, hey, she's got some black kids. So that's all that matters? And it's the same, uh, it's the same thing as what, what the Republicans do in general. For, oh, well, it's also, let's, uh, like the DLC Democrats, when... Joe Biden was I will pick a female vice president as if that itself is a policy. So, oh, okay. And when they asked Bernie, well, w will you commit to picking a female vice president? He said, well, I'll have to d see what their views are. It depends on what they're, what they're, they hold dear in their hearts, what they're fighting for. Sarah Palin is a woman. Amy Coney Barrett is a woman. What does it matter if you're, if it's a woman, one woman on the top of the patriarchal hierarchy, propping it up, propping up the capitalist, I got mine sucks to be you ideology that has us in a death grip, that has Earth in a death spiral as we speak, absolutely. Capitalism, selfishness, greed. 
divisiveness. And this woman who has two black children can't even say that there's systemic racism, that there's something very wrong with that. And I truly hope that her children learn about their own culture and find their identity. In, and that's really what the uh, professor is talking about. How low can you go? How low can you go? Says Kennedy. Yeah, they are. Oh my God! How Shut up! Go? They're so I mean, they're such babies. These Republicans. Oh, poor, poor baby! I wasn't gonna take the the. We had to really think about whether we could take on this burden like Twitler. He's so burdened. He was, all he was, uh, prowling discos one minute and the other minute he realized there was a black president and he had to do something. He had to save this country. He could have been just a tax-cheating, draft-dodging, con-man, grabbing pussy. Here we go. Here we fucking go. The fucking... Here it goes. There we go. It happened again. What the fuckity fuck? Every time I'm on a roll. Who is in my... What what Republican gremlin is in my machine? Now you can hear me again. Holy shit. It's so annoying. That's why I was like, I don't know if you heard if it did anything on your end, but it all of a sudden just blanks out in my headphones. I can hear it. It goes like click and then boom. Oh, maybe it's this. Maybe it is the internet. When I'm showing the internet. I had to really weigh the cost of this. Yeah, to weigh the cost. Deeply offensive and hurtful. Shut up. Things that are not only hurtful to me, but are hurtful to my children. Who are my children? Shut who, the who hell love, up! And who we brought, brought home and made part of our family. And accusations like that are cruel. Yeah, they are. Oh, poor Boo Boo. How low can you go? Yeah, you could go a lot lower, frankly. And we'll get to that. Like, for example, Twitler trying to kick thousands, hundreds of thousands of Americans off of food stamps in the middle of the verge of the third Republican Great Depression in a hundred years. You could go a lot lower, like separating babies from their parents and not even giving a shit enough to write it down so you could reunite them. How low can you go? That's what I ask all the time. But then when I see the Republicans, I, I think, how low can you go? When I saw George W. Bush, I was like, how low can you go? And then the Republicans went and surprised me. They can go a lot lower. How low can you go? If only they would turn their grievance onto, expand it for outside themselves. They only seem to be aggrieved when things affect them directly. As you know, the center of the universe is a very crowded place 
filled with Republicans. Everyone is me, 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 me. It's so hurtful. Well, it's, it shouldn't really be hurtful. Who cares? Honestly, you know what it is? It only hurts if you think there's truth in it. Otherwise, you would be, okay, whatever. Maybe you read the professor's assessment and you thought, mm, this kind of has a ring of truth to it. Instead of, well, learn the history. Learn your own history. Learn American history. Just assimilating. And, uh, Bo we are the Borg, I guess. I'm sure their, you know, their Haitian heritage isn't on the table at the Amy Coney Barrett house. That's for sure. She, they look, they, you know, whatever. I don't know them. I don't. But I didn't want to ask that question when your kids were here. Oh God, you! Because I have too much. I have too much respect. I I wouldn't want to hurt them. I would hurt everybody else's children. I'll hurt children trying to get asylum. I'll hurt all kinds of children by kicking them and their parents off of health care. I'll hurt them all by making sure they go to bed hungry. But how, when a white woman, a decent, a woman who is set to rule on every conservative issue to ensure that the rich can get richer and the working class remain the working poor, now that's a line that no one should cross. And it's... A terrible, terrible blow. So hurtful and painful. Look at her. I know. Okay, let's talk about the law. <laughs> Shut your filthy, filthy. Oh, my God, these people. Isn't that terrible? Some butthead. What butthead? What? This person could run circles around that marble mouth moron Ibrin X Kendi is the guy's name let me see hold on oh he's only written like 15,000 books I don't know <laughs> he might be he might know a little something Look at this, how to be an anti-racist. Stamped from the beginning, anti-racist baby, the black campus, the be anti-racist, 400 souls. These are just some of his books. So maybe he has a little something to contribute. He's just a butthead. That in itself is offensive. Because why? Why is he a butthead? A butthead. But here you go. Another example of Republicans not possessing the basic maturity to function in a free democratic society. So you don't agree. Show me. Tell me. Why? Because Ibram Kendi has 
you know, he's got a, he'll, he'll bring the receipts. So here's from Newsweek. Says, admitst, where is it? Hold on. Blah, blah, blah. Amidst the contentious debate over Twitler's Supreme Court nominee, Amy Coney Barrett, academic and best-selling author Ibram X. Kendi drew backlash over a series of tweets regarding the judge's adopted Haitian children. Democrats and left-wing activists are staunchly opposed to Barrett's nomination. As she is deeply conservative, what does that mean, deeply conservative nowadays? It means that they're a corporate lickspittle and a racist and a friggin' homophobe and somebody that wants to drag us back to the Gilded Age. Well, we're in the Gild- we're in the new Gilded Age. Trust me, when future generations write about this time, it will be called the new Gilded Age. Absolutely. And, of course, it will also be called the last days of the American Republic. So... Let's see, where is it? Uh, as she was deeply conservative. I wish she was conservative. Right? Wouldn't you, if they were only conservative? We wouldn't be in this position. They would be conserving American democracy. They would be conserving the environment, conserving, I don't know, decency, The conserving, they would... What are they conserving? They're not conservative. They're regressives. This is not conservatism. They're not Teddy Roosevelt busting the trusts. These are regressives. Another thing that we should honestly re uh, brand Republicans, the Democrats shouldn't call them conservatives. They should call them regressives. Regressives. At every turn. Now, I understand if they want, don't want to call them Republicans, I'll do that for them. But call them regressives. Don't use their framing. You notice how we're always um, playing defense with these freaks? This is another thing. I try not to do this. And I'll, I'm going to get to an example of something interesting that happened. Uh, what, yesterday? I'm just putting it up here so I don't forget. All right. I'll get you in in a minute. That's a, whatever. It's a teaser. It's a teaser. All right. Who else is in the chat? I just want to say hello to everybody before I keep on, keep on keeping on. Where is, I want to make sure. Hello, hello. I hear you from Germany. Thank you, Michael, from Facebook. Thank you, Michael Hoffman. God, please, it must be so nice to live in a civilized country. And, well, what the Germans had to go through to get there. Let's hope we learn our lessons before having to follow the uh, that example to its ugly conclusion. So, and hello, Shannon. Shannon is on Facebook. For I don't know why, but I think she's not feeling well or something. I don't know. What does that mean? I don't know. 
feel better soon, Shani. Well, hello, Jim and Greg and Ed. Ed the first is the first. He was the first in the chat room during the show when I first started. And hello, Steve. Hello, Sin City. And Jazz HD1. Alex E. Hello, hello. And Errol. And who else? Darth. Hello, Darth. Hello. Hello, Terry. Terry Taylor. Nice to see you. Hello, Haiku. Nice to see you there. Haiku is a moderator. Thank you for doing that extra duty in the chat room, keeping everybody safe from Trump and Z's. We don't need that shit today or any day. They are they add nothing. Hello, Terry Taylor. Oh yes. They add nothing to the conversation. That's well, actually, what's this guy's name? Um Newton. Newton Huff. He sometimes joins us on the Facebook. He is a right winger. Eh. We let him stay. But I have to delete some of the stupid things that he posts when they're lies. Like like I was saying earlier with uh, with Tom Hartman, there's no need to amplify the lies of the fascists. They have enough money. They have a larger platform. They are the minority, although they're a very loud minority. They're not the... The what is the what do they always call themselves the not the moral what is that when they say something about the majority the silent majority they're not the majority silence please I wish I wish they were silent the silent majority get the f out of here <laughs> Darius Harris says fuck Newton why is he allowed here. He's on Facebook. You don't really see him. He doesn't... I don't know. He's sort of like a pet in a way. He's like a Trump and Z pet. He'll post things like, Where's Hunter? And then he'll, he posted that Russian propaganda. They're so stupid. They're, it's sad. So I kind of like the fact that he's here all the time because maybe he'll learn something. You'll never know. There's something about him that he, I don't know if he's here right now, but he hasn't chatted or said anything yet. But that doesn't mean he's not here. But he's always here. So you got to think that something is driving him here. Maybe he's just a troll who wants to irritate us, but he's not cursing or, or anything like that. But And he's not calling anybody names, so that's fine. But when he puts propaganda, Russian propaganda, on my feed, I take it down and I tell him. So, But maybe there's something. He keeps coming back. And like I say, keep coming back. It works if you work. It's a work if you're worth it. Maybe he'll finally stop wasting his limited lifespan as a Trump and Z, as the dupe of a con man. And a greed-centered death cult that 
is destroying democracy for the same old big-moneyed interests who have always had their boot on the necks of the working class. And that's what it's about. So we can't have a democracy without a functioning, economically vibrant middle class. And there's absolutely no reason in a country, the richest country on earth, that we should have anybody homeless, unemployed, or hanging by a thread. So it's all about policies. Uh, they do it to us because of racism. That's what it comes down to. Give me 10 minutes with any Trump and Z or re Republican before they were Trump and Z's, D-baggers. Give me 10 minutes with them and an honest answer and I will get to the root of it. It is always racism. It really is. It's that simple. I mean, they're not that hard to unpack. Fear-based, selfish, all of it comes down to, well, I guess it's fear in general. I guess if you really, it's not just racism. Racism is sort of a symptom of the fear that makes them so small and so, well, they're afraid of who's going to take what they have, whatever, what small things they have. What uh, Nobody's taking anything, but they've been playing the game. They've been, be, they have be, been played is what I'm trying to say. They, they don't have to come up with another game plan. That's the thing about these, these Gilded Age grifters is that they just play the same old rule book on them and they fall for it. They play the same plays. Could you imagine playing a game again and again and again and still you you fall into this it's like the it's like a football team doing one play and kicking your ass. That's what they do. Can't they wouldn't they wake up? But they're they're supposed to be so in tuned with everything, so in tuned with the conspiracies, but not the conspiracy of the rich getting richer on the on the backs of the working class. I mean, that is not it's it's history. That's Western civilization. So tedious. God damn it. And that's why I can't. I can't. I can't. With these people. Where is this guy? Hold on. Hold on. What was I going to say? All right. Yes. I wanted to get into this Amy. Yeah, we were talking about Amy. And then I wanted to read some of... Hold on. Some of the... The, the butthead. What he said. Just to get it clear. So, Democrats, okay, yes, and left-wing activists are staunchly opposed to Barrett's nomination. She is deeply conservative and would shift the power, the balance of power further to the right, despite them being in the minority and receiving fewer votes, representing fewer people, okay, with a minority ideology. A six to three fascist, majority on the top court. Lawmakers have 
lawmakers on the left have warned that reproductive rights, LGBTQ issues, health care, and immigration issues could all be threatened by her appointment, and they are. Barrett, a white woman, is the mother of seven children, including two black children she and her husband adopted from Haiti. Some commentators, such as right-wing pundit Candace Owens, had suggested that this signifies she cannot be accused of being racist. And that's how small Candace Owens is. She's another one. Oh, my God. Freud would have a field day with these people. She's like, she reminds me of the Sonder commandos in the concentration camps, really. For a little bit of privilege, for a little bit of power, they ushered their fellow Jews into their, into their demise. That she cannot be accused. How stupid. But she's young. That's the other thing with these Republicans. They seem to follow the most ignorant young people. For what? They don't offer anything. What does Candace Owens, what's her background? She went to college. Oh, yes, I think she also sued that college for racial discrimination, if I'm not mistaken. So it only happens to her I guess I don't know but what else what else does she have they don't bring anything to the table but they follow them only it's all it is is the same regurgitated talking points coming from different front people front you know different snake oil salesmen that's all that matters to them. But they're saying the same things. They're giving the, the, the Gilded Age grifters cover. So, of course, they're being funded um, by the same Gilded Age grifters. So, she says that Candace Owens suggests that this signifies she cannot be accused of being racist. Candy argued, however, that adopting black children doesn't necessarily mean a person isn't racist. Although he also did not call Barrett racist, some white colonizers adopted black children. They civilized these savage children in the superior ways, quote-unquote, of white people while using them as props in their lifelong pictures of denial while cutting the biological parents of these children out of the picture of humanity. Kendi, a professor of humanities at Boston University, tweeted on Saturday. And whether this is, he writes, and whether this is Barrett or not is not the point. It is a belief that too many white people have. If they have or adopt a child of color, then they cannot be racist. Exactly. That's all he said. And whether Barrett... Oh, yes. Uh, after receiving c criticism, Kendi further added clarification as he saw that some were misconstruing his m remarks. Well, how typical. Of course they're going to misconstrue it. Whenever you have somebody getting close to the truth, they can't let that out. They can't let the cat out of the bag. It's sort of like with um, when James O'Keefe 
went after Acorn with Shirley Sherrod. What did Shirley Sherrod say? That it, she had realized in her her position where she was helping families with government loans that it wasn't a, it wasn't black or white. She wasn't um, that wasn't the real issue. The real war. The, the real war is not a race war. It is a class war. This is what she said. That she had come to that understanding in the process of helping poor white people, poor black people, poor, the poor. So the Republicans, they couldn't let that out. That's the truth. So they had to selectively edit her remarks to, uh, to say that she's a racist. She's racist against white people. In this completely fabricated uh, hit piece that they did, that Project Verite, another well-funded scam on the right, propaganda from fascists, they, they cut this, uh, the speech that Shirley Sherrard made and made a big deal out of out of what she what she didn't even say it that's not what she said and what happened at the time it really annoys me barack obama before they even got to the bottom of it that week they fired shirley sherrard unreal cuz re- liberals are such knee jerk morons always playing defense with the cons. Why don't they stand up? Say, what are you talking? Oh, no. Before They couldn't take any heat from the fascists. Just shake it off, goddammit. That's what they do. God. But it goes to show you, whenever anybody gets too close to reality, the truth... Oh, he's a butthead. Let's not listen to anything he says. Let's dismiss it in hand, out of hand, just calling him a butthead with a childish retort. Yeah, he's a butthead. Why don't you go toe-to-toe with him, Senator Kennedy, Senator Marblemouth? Why don't you... Why? Show him where he... the error of his ways. If he's not correct... If that's not, if he's misconstruing the history of colonization, maybe you should set us all straight. Not just say he's a butthead. I don't think that would be in a debate. That would be any kind of, um, you would win any points. One guy has a scholarship uh, and scholarly articles and scholarly research and history of Western civilization to point to. And you have your opinion. You have a poor, poor, hurt feeling and a childish schoolyard little retort. He's a butthead. Well, that really hurt, didn't it? Oh, my God. So he writes, 
I'm challenging the idea that white parents of kids of color are inherently not racist. And the bots completely change what I'm saying to white parents of color. Wait, wait. White parents of kids of color are inherently racist. Of course, they have to misconstrue what you're saying because they can't let the dum-dums hear anything true going into their hollow heads. That space between their ears. They can't let the truth get in there and start whipping around. Not that it would matter to them anyway. God, God knows. So they have to change it. I am, he's saying, I'm challenging the idea that white parents of color are inherently not racist and the bots completely change what I'm saying to white parents of kids of, of color are inherently racist. That's not what he said. These live and fake bots are good at their propaganda. Let's not argue with them, he wrote. Several right-wing sites published articles critically framing Kendi's remarks. The backlash is intense after left-wing author suggests Amy Coney Barrett adopted Haitian children to shield herself from accusations of racism. The Blaze website screamed in, a, in the title of an article. That's not what he said. He's just saying, let's have a conversation about just because you have black children or black friends or black whatever, or your black husband or black wife does not mean um, you don't have racist views, but of course not. In fact, as somebody who's gay, I'm in a minority. You all, even I as someone who li who grew up in this homophobic culture i've had to you and you constantly have to challenge your own inherent homophobia so all the time i'm only imagining what it's like for people with darker pigment i have no idea i can imagine just with my own experience, but I, you know, that's a whole other level. So I get it in, its, in a certain sense. But the Blaze website, uh, in an article by The Federalist, claimed that Kendi had called Barrett a white supremacist. See what they do? You can't have a... A conversation. This is why I, what do I say on the show all the time? What we need to, this is how we will overcome racism in this country. Everybody in, nobody out. Leave no one behind. We are Americans where you, we will ensure that regardless whether you're what, uh, lower on the ladder or higher on the ladder, everyone in, eh, nobody out. Just like socialist security. We have to have policies like universal health care, universal higher education. That will help us deal with our racist ideology, our racist, the racist shackles around our entire country. And um, the Republicans can't have us, they can't afford to have us have this conversation they can't afford to have us go through a truth and reconciliation style 
uh, community healing that we so need. That's why it's so offensive to me as a human being, as an American, every time we try to, like this uh, professor, he tries to educate, to put, he's got a, um, you know, as somebody who has darker pigment, who studies this for a living that has multiple books on the subject, you would think he has something to offer. He knows a little bit about the subject. Instead of being called a butthead and being dismissed, what if we were a functioning society that had any interest in actually healing our races as history, we would listen to this. We would under, okay, get it. Just because you don't like it doesn't mean that it's not true. But they don't want to have, they can't afford anybody having a, a, a clear understanding of what this country was founded on, what we, what many people, I mean, look at this country and when, it's not that long ago, we were living under Jim Crow in this country. So, of course we need healing, but you, you're not going to get it by sticking your head in the sand and calling a, an opinion, an informed opinion that you don't agree with, that you don't like, because it hurts your feelings, calling that person a butthead. And then, if he's so wrong, here's the other thing, why do they have to misconstrue his words? Why do they have to say that he called her a white supremacist? That's not what he said at all. If, she, if he's so wrong, why are they misquoting him? Because he's not wrong, and they know it. So they have to make it seem like he committed the, a sin. He's wrong. He's racist. By the time they're done with him, it'll be him who's the racist, and Amy Coney Barrett is the victim. You, it's not even by the time they're done. That's the strategy. Just like with Kavanaugh. By the time, the Republicans are still walking around with that bullshit that he's a victim. It wasn't, by the time they're done, it's Dr. Ford who victimized him. Jesus Christ. But this is what they do. So if it's so, like, for example, with uh, Kavanaugh, if, if Kavanaugh was so innocent, then why not let the FBI do a full investigation, which they did not? They only announced the appearance of an investigation. That's what Republicans are good at. Propaganda. So they can say, yeah, we had an investigation. They didn't have an investigation, they reined that investigation in. You couldn't ask this, you couldn't ask, uh, you couldn't interview other women who had similar experiences. All of this went on. So we know, same thing here. Don't let the truth get out there. Don't let our racist history interfere. Oh, you're the, you're the victim. See, not... The uh, nobody's asking to be a victim anyway. It's just 
recognizing the reality. And have the courage, goddammit, to look at yourself. And if they really wanted to have a functioning democratic republic that works for all, they would they wouldn't dismiss the racist ass history of this country right out of hand, just oh, it's a you're a butthead. They would want to have everything that I'm calling for. Including a, uh, uh, we have to have some kind of truth and reconciliation. There has to be an understanding of what went on. But we're never going to get there. I don't think we'll get there in my life. Maybe I'm wrong, though. Hopefully the this show will catch on and we'll get more people understanding that, and not just this show, the real liberal media, what what we're up against. We're in this together. And because I want to see the best for this country. I want, because I'm a real patriot like you, like the progressives. And if, if, as a real patriot, as real patriots, we want to move forward together. And how do you do that? You don't do it by denying the reality of the, of the experience of your fellow Americans. You can't just say, oh, butthead. He's just making a point. Just because Amy Coney Barrett has black children, it doesn't mean that she's not racist. She is. She's an agent of the racist, kiss-up, kick-down corporatocracy that has us divided and conquered along Racial lines, especially. So here's what he wrote. We should take it as a compliment. This is Ibram X. Kendi. Dr. Ibram, I should say. We should take it as a compliment when people attack us personally. I always do, frankly. Thank you. It's true. Or when people misrepresent our work, because that means they can't challenge what we are actually saying or writing or meaning or doing. Take the compliments with grace and move on. Amen. He hit the nail on the head. When you're being attacked by right-wingers, that means you're doing it correctly. And when they can't even attack you honestly, when they have to make up what you're saying, and put words in your mouth and misconstrue and, and ascribe statements to you that you never made, that means you're tr- you're, you're, <laughs> what you are saying is true and they can't let that truth get out. So let's talk about Amy Coney Barrett. She's not a racist? I wonder what her children would think about the world that Amy Coney Barrett is creating for them. So here, where is it? Here we go. Here's the worst, well, one of the worst of her rulings. Now, remember, Amy Coney Barrett, more the, the poor, poor victim, she sits on a stolen seat. Let's not forget that if she was such a um, a standard bearer for racial 
equality, why is she participating and being a, she's a pawn in the complete takeover, the right-wing fascist takeover of the court, blocking our first African-American president from fulfilling his constitutionally proscribed role that we elected him to do in two landslide elections. They, she participates in that. Now on the Supreme Court and before in her circuit seat. So she sits on a stolen seat. Never forget, here's Bruce C.T. Wright writing for News One. Never forget that Myra Selby is the black woman judge whose court seat was stolen for Amy Coney Barrett. The first day of Amy Coney Barrett's confirmation hearing all but solidified that it was a matter of when and not if she would become the newest justice on the U.S. Supreme Court. Therefore, it might behoove Democrats to change their messaging from one of absolute defiance to one that brings awareness to related political issues just three weeks before, <laughs> three weeks to the day before the general election. Now this is, we're now uh, less than two weeks now. No, no, two weeks. What is today? Yeah, it's November 3rd. Where, I think it's, how many days is that to the election? Let me see. I can tell you right now at rdtdaily.com. We have a, why can't my, what the hell? My, uh-oh, this ain't good. My keyboard's not working. Come on, keyboard. Hmm, shit, why is it always something? Well, that's life, I guess. It's always something. Okay, it's not working. Let me see. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Here we go. Oh, this is on uh, RDT Daily. We have days until the inauguration. So it's not exactly days until the election. 92 days until the next inauguration. Two weeks. Yes. Election two weeks until the Civil War, Darth says on the chat. So, okay. Amy Coney Barrett. So not only does she sit on someone's stolen seat. Here, let me finish what he, what uh, Bruce Wright wrote in News One. Okay. One way they could... They could do that, meaning what he's what he's saying is that the Democrats should, oh God, the Democrats should really the Democrats should freaking pick up the phone and call me, okay? It's not that hard. Just if they if they can find me on the robocall, call me. You can find me. And use the framing of patriotism. And everything I'm I say, everybody in, nobody out. Come on. It's not that hard. Stop playing defense with these filthy fascists. Anyway, and and stop letting them get away with their shit. Call them illegitimate. They're illegitimate. They sit in illegitimate. Repre they represent less people 
and receive fewer votes. Keep saying that. It's the truth. And the Supreme Court is illegitimate. They are illegitimate. They stole those seats. And that's not democracy. Make it, frame it like that because it's true. Frame it as it is a patriotic imperative to right the wrongs that Mitch McConnell and the rest of the GOP fascists have inflicted on this country. That's how you have to frame it. And don't apologize for it. So anyway, okay. One way they could do that is by drawing attention to the Republican tradition of packing the courts that date back to President Obama's nomination of Myra Selby, a black woman judge, the Seventh Circuit of a Court of Appeals in 2016. But Republicans, led by Kentucky Senator Mitch McConnell, blocked Selby's confirmation. Instead, Twitler ended up winning election despite receiving fewer votes and soon afterward nominated Barrett to the Seventh Court of Appeals, which she was ultimately confirmed to. And you know that he doesn't nominate. He doesn't give a shit. He doesn't know these people. He gets his list from the Heritage Foundation and the Federalist Society and all these fascist right-wing kiss-up, kick-down corporatist organizations that Republicans use as front groups to pay their propagandists, to funnel money, to launder money. It's all, a, it's all a grift and a graft. You know, because they're such great patriots. You know what I mean? That's patriotism to them. Bullshit. They're not patriots. They have one allegiance to the unholy dollar. Period. End of sentence. Had the Senate granted Selby a hearing, she likely would have been confirmed instead of having that seat stolen from her, as NAACP advisor Leslie Prohl noted after Trump nominated Barrett. She writes, Did you know Amy Coney Barrett is sitting on a stolen judicial seat right now? In May 2017, Trump nominated, I mean, uh, yeah, Trump nominated Barrett to in seat on Seventh Circuit, which covers Indiana, Illinois, and Wisconsin. This is the same seat to which President Obama nominated Myra Selby, a black woman, in 2016. There's also the issue of Joe Biden promising to nominate a black woman to the Supreme Court, which will be a first. Had Republicans respected Ruth Bader Ginsburg's dying wish to wait until after the election to confirm her replacement, polling shows that Biden will probably win the election, which would have allowed him to move forward with his own nomination. Given Biden's fierce protection of Obama's legacy, that person would have likely have been Shelby or Selby, excuse me, beginning Tuesday, all Senate, whatever, whatever. Okay, okay. Jesus Christ. And Black Woman Views, at Black Woman Views, she tweets, Reminder, Amy Coney Barrett's seat on the Seventh Circuit was stolen from a black woman, Myra C. Selby, by the Nationalist Party under the pretext that no appointment during an election year Right. How things change. 
two weeks before an election. Biden pledges to nominate a black woman to SCOTUS, so ACB's seat will again be stolen from a black woman. Let's keep um, reminding everybody of this. So, okay, not just that. It's not just that Amy Coney Barrett is sitting in a stolen seat. She's so offended. That's what, you know, watching her with Kennedy makes me want to vomit. Because, oh, she's so hurt, so offended. Well, why don't she put herself in Merrick Garland's shoes or the, the woman whose seat she stole, Myra Selby? Put herself in Myra Selby's shoes. How about the shoes of the American people who put Obama in, the, in office twice? In a landslide, twice. Or how about the country that the American people would rather have that's not indebted to the goddamn handmaid's tale? You know, that's the country. We would much rather, we would be a much better country in general with a black woman on the Supreme Court. Of course we would. Well, a one with normal views, normal people views. Because it will reflect the diversity of this country. We are, are a diverse country, a nation of immigrants, some of whom were brought here against their will. Yeah, let's recognize that and start rectifying this racist-ass history. But you know what Twitler does? All of the courts, all the judges he shoved on the courts, some of whom are rated unqualified by the ABA, they, how many, I think it's over 80% are white, white men. That's not the country we're trying to... We're, that's not the country we want to live in anymore. You filthy, disgusting, 74-year-old toddlers. The world is evolving without you. I'm sorry. Try to keep up. I know it's hard. Especially for them, because they don't try. Try to keep up. Try. Try to evolve. Stop looking at yourself like Amy Coney Barrett. What a victim. Oh, my husband and I, we really had to think about it. Bullshit. You dove right in. You wouldn't think about it. You used this opportunity to, again, portray yourself as the victim. Oh, yeah, you're the victim. You're the victimizer. You're the one who is... Um, you're... Co a co-conspirator in the theft of the Supreme Court, of the court, of a more perfect union. You're a goddamn co-conspirator against a more perfect union. If the, any of these Republican judges, if they had any interest in having a country or healing the country or moving forward together... They would have said, I'm sorry, I cannot participate in this theft, in this illegal, and this unseemly power grab. You know, they are educated people. They understand how democracies die and fall and how they have to be cultivated 
and they know what Mitch McConnell is doing. So you don't have to be part of it. And the way that they sit there and answer these questions, oh, so professionally, except for, you know, Kavanaugh, because his white privilege allows him to sit there and pound the table and cry and scream he likes beer. But Amy Coney Barrett, because, well, she wouldn't be able to do that. She wouldn't. She wouldn't. Because, well, she, she wouldn't do that anyway. That's just not like, it's not ladylike. But give me a break. Here's um, Amy Coney Barrett. They make me, they all make me sick. You know why? Because they make America sick. And as a patriot, that makes me sick. As somebody who, yeah, I'm sick of, hearing the promises of this country and watching Republicans dismantle it. Okay, let me just take a drink of my coffee. Perfect time to become a patron at patreon.com slash Tara Devlin or Super Chat. Jim is kind of lonely on the Super Chats. That's okay. We don't have a lot of viewers tonight. You're the same, you guys, I can't, you know, it's like, you're, I get it. It's like, how, how many times I gotta, I squeeze and squeeze. It's constant. I know, it's annoying. I wish my father was rich and not a garbage man. But he is what he, he was what he was. And I am what I am. My father, I wish my mother was rich. No, couldn't be. I wish my mother and my father were rich instead of a garbage man and a nun. Oh, well. All right. Amy Coney Barrett, U.S. Supreme Court nominee, ruled. Wait for it. Wait for it. Wait, I was going to put the... Wait for it. Using the N-word doesn't make a workplace hostile. Are you kidding me? Could you imagine? What kind of a what kind of a dum-dum thinks that using the N-word doesn't make a workplace hostile? Amy Comedy Barrett. You know why? Because it's against it's against the uh, corporations. It was a an example of somebody going to the court and saying, "I would like a remedy for this hostile workplace." But Amy Coney Barrett, she cannot, she can't. It's not in her DNA to rule against the corporate fascist bastards who are destroying this country. Amy Coney Barrett, this is from, where is this from? Essence, from Essence by Brooklyn White. Amy Coney Barrett, the federal judge nominated by Twitter to fill the Supreme Court seat of the late Ruth Bader Ginsburg is under fire for her conservative and racist views. On October 11th, the Associated Press published a report on several of her rulings, which included stances on abortion, guns, voting rights, and more. 
One of the most notable ones concerns the use of the N-word in the workplace, where she determined that it, quote, did not create a hostile or abusive working environment. This son of a bitch. What kind of a world is she sending her children out into? The N-word? So somebody could just call you the N-word at work, and that's not a hostile work environment? Uh, Barrett did say that the word was an egregious racial epithet. Well, thank you, my lady, for giving us that. My lady, thank you, my lady. But she does not believe that speaking it in the workplace is enough to win a case. Well, 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 it's a, it's an egregious racial, racial epithet, but it's not, it's not enough when it's being, when you're being called the N word in a workplace. That well, it's, well, how else would it be used? It would, it's spoken to people. It's, I guess, written. Yes, Paradu on the chat says she's a moron. Yes. River on the chat says, well, she is white. Yes. What the hell does she give a shit? Well, it's all about her. Poor baby. Some, a black scholar pointed out the history of colonization and how white people throughout history have adopted black children. Or does it matter? They marry black people. You could still be racist. And they're still right. Ra- Not only does Amy Coney Barrett must have some, something, some damage. Something is obviously, well, all conservatives, like I said, ten, give me 10 minutes and there we'll find the root. They, it's racism somewhere in there. I don't care if she adopted how many children of color. Who cares? She probably, oh, look at us. We're such great Christians. Who cares? Let's do something for the downtrodden. Do you think they're sitting around having Haitian History Month at the Amy Coney Barrett house? Or even considering their Haitian Haitian children, the culture, their culture? I'm sure they're being assimilated like the Borg. That's it. It's like... Oh, please. That's what it, that's colonization. So, how can you say it's an egregious racist epitaph, but it's if it's spoken at the workplace, it's not a hostile workplace. Because they have to have their cake and eat it too. They have to say, "I'm not racist. Look at my children and or look at Condi Rice and Colin Powell." But while pushing racist policies. Now, if this isn't a racist policy, what is? Because we can all say there are other racist policies, of course. You could say the crime bill, Biden's crime bill, or whatever. These are racist, They the racist repercussions of legislation. But this is a a, a case that is... It's not in debate. They're talking about a racial slur, an epithet that has been used to put people down, that that was the last word 
so many of our fellow Americans heard before they were murdered. That's why it's a disgusting racial, egregious racial epithet. Like you could even give a shit, Amy Coney Barrett. Put it in your, oh, it must, it's so bad. What do you care? You obviously, you don't understand how harmful, how abusive it is. It's abusive. I don't even like hearing it. It's abusive. It's, it is a, it reminds us all of how vile conservatives are. Really? And how horrible human beings can be to each other and how much work we have to do. But she does not believe that speaking it at the workplace is enough to win a case. She then added this, that the black plaintiff, well, she ru- so she ruled against a black plaintiff, of course, introduced no evidence that the defendant's use of the N-word, get ready, wait, hold on, Hold on, everybody. The defendant's use of the N-word... Where is it? (laughs) Changed his subjective experience of the workplace. What? Yeah, that wouldn't change your subjective experience of the workplace. Somebody calling you the N-word? Well, what do you care? You probably think it's funny. Uh-huh. Oh, they just called you the N-word. We just, we were, I was um, just t- telling uh, my husband a joke, how an N-word and a, and a C-word and an F-word walked into a bar and... <laughs> so what's, well, hey, no skin off my nose. Don't, it, it doesn't bother me. Why should it bother you? Amy Coney Barrett says, well in my own interpretation. Uh, I'm the center of the universe. I'm Amy Coney Barrett. It hurts me that they said my kids are props. Are your kids props, Amy Coney Barrett? Are they props? No, they are not props, Senator. And I must tell you, we really had to reassess being a enabler, enabling Mitch Moscow, Mitch McConnell's destruction of the grand experiment in liberal democracy. But we decided, just like how Twitler put behind him his brilliant business of serial bankruptcy and creating fake invoices to save America from having a black president and then a female president that I said, we, we, will, we will brave any storm, even if that storm is um, people calling us out on our complete and utter bullshit. And that's just so painful. It's so painful. I'm so, uh, uh, it's, that's the Republican way. It's painful. We're uh, the professional victims, but it really does help us, give us, um, 
uh, we're getting a lot of bang for our professional victim buck over here um, in the Amy Coney Barrett house when I say, look, look at my props. I mean, children. Of course I'm not racist when somebody says, um, well, uh, Amy Coney Barrett, why, what the hell are you talking about? Are you, are you drunk like Kavanaugh saying that somebody's, um, being called the N word at work doesn't change his subjective experience of the workplace? Yeah, you, you filthy, disgusting freak. That's what Republicans are fixing the facts around the policy again. It doesn't change your subjective experience? Yeah, guess what? It does. It changes everybody's subjective experience of the workplace. Imagine you're in your workplace and somebody's like, N-word, N-word, N-word. That would change my subjective experience because I would probably end up in jail. Punching the person out. Something would happen. So what are you talking about? Of course it changes your subjective experience, especially someone who has darker pigment and is an American in this racist-ass country or anybody in this racist-ass country, American or not, who has to deal with a lifetime of this kind of discrimination. What about that, like, for example, what we talked about on Saturday? Was it Saturday? The Zoom bomb? Oh, yeah, the Zoom bomb. The the representative who was giving a Zoom bomb. I mean, <laughs> she wasn't giving a Zoom bomb. She was giving a... Let me see. Hold on. She was having a freaking meeting with her stinking constituents and they zoom bombed her with the N word and told her to go pick cotton over and over. And then somebody played a a racist epitaph set to music on loop. That's what Republicans do with their time, you see. They're not out there making the world safe for democracy. They're the victims. They're coming up with loops. They're making, they're setting um, um, racial epithets to music and looping it. That's what they do with their spare time. And then they uh, attack a sitting representative who is doing something for her community. Her people, her uh, community said, we're voting for you. We send you to represent us. And then in comes the freaks, the ones who Amy Coney Barrett says, that doesn't change your subjective experience. Well, here's one representative um, in her workplace being called the N-word, and uh, guess what? She said it changed her. It goddamn changed her subjective experience. She wrote a whole blog about it. Trying to find it. Yes, her. Johanna Haynes. So, shut up, N-word. Yeah, that doesn't change your subjective experience. Well, ask Johanna Haynes, because she was in her workplace. 
and she has was on camera and had to process the ongoing racist attacks on her. Amy Coney Barrett, like you would ever have the ability they, to put yourself in somebody else's shoes. That's the thing that makes me so disgusted by right-wingers. Don't they ever have, don't they ever put themselves in anybody else's shoes? It's all about them. Even Amy Coney Barrett's kids. Oh, look at my perfect effing kids. They're, we're, aren't we great? Well, if that's the truth, Amy, why don't you make your kids that you brought from Haiti or bought from Haiti or brought from Haiti, I don't know what you did, how they make them a more perfect union. So when they go into the workplace and somebody's going N-word, 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 and they, they, they say, oh, well, mama says it doesn't change my subjective experience. Nothing I can do. God. So right there, it's I'm not a racist. That's just buttheadness. Butthead. Jesus Christ. This world. I'm not a racist. Look at my props. I mean kids. See? Don't don't ever let facts get in the way of a good Republican tale. No, I'm not racist. I just rule like a racist. I just make the world more racist. I give racists cover. I don't protect people from racism, from that kind of abuse. Imagine being at work and someone is... Obviously, it went to court. So this person had the courage to stand up for himself or herself. I don't know the case, but it got to the court. And Amy Coney Barrett, she she has to rule against him or her. She, it, that is racism right there. Right effing there. She made the world worse. And that's what Republicans do. They don't make the world a better place. A more perfect union? Please. More more pain. More division. More cover for racism. More ability for the corporations to not give a shit about anybody. You're not a human being to them. They don't have to respect you. So what? You go to work and shut your mouth, N-word. N-word, N-word, N-word. How's your subjective experience now? As long as their subjective experience is okay. Exactly, right? Amy Coney Barrett's subjective experience is so fragile, Senator Kennedy has to swoop in and protect her from those big, bad uh, uh, opinions of scholars who happen to know what the F they're talking about. And, and lest she have some kind of something, some reality, somebody else's subjective reality get in the way of her shitty uh, handmaid's goddamn tale reality. 
her minority opinion, her, oh my God, her dystopian hellscape reality. Please, it, there is something so um, unseemly about her and so fake too. That's why you don't get, I don't know. I don't know. You get a good feeling about them, that whole family. Oh, look at them. No. They, it looks like a bunch of props. They all look like props to me, not just the the ones from Haiti. The uh, white kids look like props, too. Look at our perfect life, our perfect handmade and head life. What do I know? I'm just a liberal talker with a liberal... Liberal and stupid podcast. That sucks. Okay. Um, one, uh, I just want to show you something. There's a few things I want to show you. <laughs> I want to show you Ray. Okay, I have a couple of things on my list here. But before we be we begin and keep going. Maybe I'll, I'll save this for another day. It doesn't matter. I'll, I'll save it. But we'll talk about the other things because I put them on the list and I wrote about it. I also want to say, uh, you know, here's Amy Coney Barrett. I wonder what she would say about what do you think would happen if this came to Amy Coney Barrett's desk? Okay, so this is from CBS News. Amy... Pitch, pitchy, pit, picky, I don't know how you say it. A judge on Sunday struck down the Trump administration's efforts to make it more difficult for some adults to receive food stamps. In a 67-page opinion, Chief U.S. District Judge Beryl A. Howard of D.C. condemned the administration for failing to consider how the rule would impact an estimated hundreds of thousands of Americans during the pandemic. The ruling comes a year uh, comes after a year-long effort from the Trump administration to trim the number of people who rely on food stamps, also known as the Supplemental Nutrition Assistance Program. This is what they say. So when they go to their Nuremberg their their Nuremberg rallies, they can say we cut the food uh, the stamp rolls down. No more people on food stamps. And the idiots will cheer. It's not there that people don't need them anymore, don't need food stamps. They don't care how many Americans go to bed hungry in the richest country on earth. As long as Twitler has some kind of bullshit to boast about and... Not that it matters. I mean, they'll just lie about it anyway. That's what they do. And many of these, the people who suffer, are are dum-dums who voted for Twitler. You know it. After a year-long effort for the Trump administration to trim the number of people who rely on food stamps, because you know what your problem is? It's not that this is the United States of serfs and lords that people, you know, can't, I don't know, that people can't save $400, that you're most people living check to check, that 
one-third can't retire. It's not that. And now we have millions unemployed. The problem is you're not hungry enough. You're not suffering enough. Get, you're not motivated enough to pull yourself up by your bootstraps and go off and marry a, a billionaire or something, or come up with an entrepreneur or something, some entrepreneurial idea to separate people from their money. Come up with a Trump network vitamins or the Trump steaks or something like that. Call it your own, call it a American steaks or, or patriotic vitamins, something. But hunger, hunger will make you motivated, you see? In this richest country, we got priorities here. And it's not to ensure that the American people have, have enough food, that they actually, you know, have a decent life. And maybe they can get out there. Maybe they're, they're living in, in the time of the third Republican Great Depression, that there's some kind of feeling that they're not in it by themselves, that we are a community that we don't leave anybody behind and we will get through this together. And if you're on, if you're suffering, I got you, brother, sister, fellow American. That's e pluribus unum. No, 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 no. There's no e pluribus unum. You got to starve. You're not hungry enough. Come on. Speaking of hungry, he's always hungry. This one here. Tara Jr. Jr., everybody. <laughs> but the, isn't this vile? These filthy Republicans. Now, what do you think would happen if this case went to Amy Coney Barrett? You think she would rule in favor of the hundreds of thousands of Americans who would have went hungry? And Republicans, don't worry. They'll be at it again. That's that, what they think. You're not desperate enough. It's the whole thing. That's their plan for the pandemic, too. You're not desperate enough. They don't have a plan to take to whatever, the, oh, the oh, vaccine. Yeah, my ass. They have no plan. Oh, we shut it down. We shut it down. Yeah, and let the 40,000 more in. You shut it down like a, like a piece of Swiss cheese. You shut it down. Oh, we shut it down. That's all you got. You shut it down. I shut it down. That's all you got? You shut it down? Fucking idiots. Oh, my God. What about all of the businesses that are permanently closing? The millions who are unemployed? Like the first, well, here we go again, the third Republican Great Depression. Unbelievable. The suicide. This is what happens with, con with conservative rule. Suicides go up. Death by despair. Aren't you proud to be an American? I would be proud knowing that I live in a country that doesn't let people go hungry. We have enough. We, there's, this is the richest country on earth. That, we say that all the time. That is the truth. Corporations are reaping record profits. 
billionaires. We're making billionaires here? There's no reason for a billionaire. There is especially no reason for a trillionaire. And the American people are getting kicked off food stamps. That's what Republicans are doing with their spare time. And the filthy, disgusting Amy Coney Barrett and and Kennedy, Senator Kennedy, he's more worried about Amy Coney Barrett getting her feelings hurt by some uppity black professor who has the nerve imagine to write about the history of Western civilization. Aren't you? It really hurts. Some butthead said something really uh, that I, I, I just wanted to take a minute and tell that butthead, hey, butthead, stay in your place with all your fancy learning and books and reading and all and writing and learning about history and we don't need any none of these uppity old writings what if this were like to quote some trump and z i just saw on a video if this were 50 years ago we'd pull you right out there and and hang you by a tree or from a tree or whatever Aren't you, isn't that um, hurtful? What a, sh what a hurtful thing to say, everyone. S did you ever hear of sticks and stones, Amy Coney Barrett? How about, you know what's hurtful? Going to bed hungry. It's also hurtful knowing that the American people don't give a shit. Not, not all. The majority give a shit. But knowing that there's a hell of a lot of dum-dums in this country, ugly, evil, simple, selfish, people who hate this country so much, they, they call themselves patriots, but they hate just about everybody in the country. They hate the American people so much. We're so lazy to them lounging around in the social safety net hammock. We're so damn lazy that productivity is through the roof and corporations are reaping record profits, more profit than ever in the history of Earth. But we got our priorities, and that means kicking people off of food stamps which is disgusting. But we are a nation of, of laugh. What, what was that <laughs> that came out of my mouth? We're a culture. Not a throat culture, a culture of laugh. We got a lot of culture, just as long as it's white culture, and that culture is laugh. Like Justice Kennedy... I mean, uh, Senator Kennedy, what a butthead. It's, it really kind of hurts. That's what he said to her. Doesn't that really kind of hurt when you're, you don't have, um, 
when when there's somebody some butthead uppity n-word professor says that colonization um as the history of colonization shows us that um just because you adopt a black child that you don't that doesn't mean that you're not a racist and how dare they get all uh factual and stuff i'm just gonna say what a butthead oh my god yes senator it is very painful it's almost as painful as my voice which is like a rake on a chalkboard to most well to terry devil and that little that failed podcaster <laughs> i'm i will show her if she ever comes to my courtroom i will get her my little pretty <laughs> and her three cats too she's got three cats well i have seven children and two are of color and that means that it doesn't matter what I, what, what anybody says about my rulings about, that affect the American people of color and, uh, and not of color, all American people. But they can say, well, Amy Coney Barrett, you told everybody that saying the N-word is fine. Well, that's basically what you said. Oh, no, you said it was a terrible word, but using it, eh, ain't no big thing. You know, how could you prove the guy, he came to the courtroom, he couldn't prove it, that he was, it didn't change his subjective experience. Having a good day at work while somebody's yelling the N-word at you or writing it, or sending it to you, or putting it in somewhere on your lunch when you turned around. <laughs> they all got a good laugh. That's just humor. Why don't everybody have a sense of humor? People are, they're so sensitive nowadays, but I'm the only one allowed to be sensitive when I'm considering, or, or when I'm pretending to consider whether I'm going to help Mitch McConnell steal, wait, which voice am I now? Steal this Supreme Court seat. <laughs> oh, my God. We're the only ones that are allowed to have feelings. <laughs> I don't know what that is. Let me see. Where am I? Who am I? What's going on in the chat room? Let me see. All right, you guys. Jim is still the only super chatter, so I guess, you know, you can't make a living on $5 an hour. Or five dollars. Well, that's two fifty an hour, I guess. <laughs> it's all right. Whatever. 
my life. That's just my life. It sucks. What can you say? What can you say? I ain't no Amy Coney Barrett. That's for sure. I'm just little old me. And this is just Tara Jr. Jr. All right, where's the other thing I wanted to talk about? Oh, hi, Tara Jr. Look at him. He's taking liberties, putting his hand right on my chest. Look at this cat. Wait, the lower third's in the way. Look at the cat. <laughs> Look at the cat, Paul. All right. People want to see you. I see. They want to see you. I know. We should have a show. Tara Jr. Jr. Look at him. Oh, you're a crank. You're not nice. You aren't nice to Ray today. He screamed at Ray. He just sat on the windowsill going, ah! Screaming at little Ray. Oh, 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 oh. You better relax, my friend. You better look at him. He's I gotta get him on a diet. This sucks. I'm going to the vet soon with him, and he's gonna yell at me. I I'm upset about it. I wanted him to be healthy. He's ten years old. My baby. He's a good boy, even though he's a bad boy. Look at him, though. He's like a big mush. You're mush. You're nothing but mush. You need, And he is a monster. He'll eat everything. He, he kicks Francis out of his own bowl. Then he runs. He ran and ate Ray's food. It was like a feeding frenzy. It was like supermarket sweep for cats. And I was like, enough, enough, enough. You're, you're killing me here with this fatness. Oh, thank you, Richard, for your super chat. <laughs> thank you, my friend. least I got it's not that bad I know Jim is always he's always on the ball but then I'm like <clears throat> do I suck or something no no who cares look this is my shirt hanging out look at my shirt hanging out I don't care look at my hands I got I don't know carpal tunnel All right, what was the last thing I had to I had on the list? Oh, here it is. Here we go. This is a good one. If in case anybody cares. <laughs> I don't know. I get into moods. You you watch it. I I'm like I run the gamut of emotion. You know, during every show. It's like going on a incredible journey. Into my mind. Okay, wait a minute. Where is it? No, it's not. It's not. It's. I'm. I'm not being. What am I saying? What am I saying? I don't know. I'm just pissed at this goddamn life. 
Oh, there's so many other things. Maybe I could do a show tomorrow too. I'm looking at all of these things that I meant to talk about. But it goes by. The time goes by very fast, which is good, I guess. For me, I don't know. I don't know how it goes by for you. Maybe you're like, this bitch sucks. She's a bitch. <laughs> well, <laughs> whatever, whatever. Bitch. I'm sure that's how some of you feel. <clears throat> She's a dyke. Bitch. Oh, comedian. That's another thing that they do. You're a comedian. Oh, nice. Such a comedian. And they always do that, right wingers. Like, I. Oh, I'm crushed. You don't like my. You don't think I'm funny? You don't like me? As the professor said, that means I'm doing it correctly. Oh, you mean I wouldn't wow them at the Klan rally? Comedian. <laughs> They're so annoyingly tedious. They have no they they have no originality. I swear. They must get the same talking points. All of all however many million of them. I know there's millions of them because there's a lot of morons. That's just the way it is. 35% moron. We just write them off and keep moving on anyway. That's how you got to do it. So according to a new poll or whatever, I don't know, is it a poll? How do you call it? Or study. Public Religion Research Institute is out with its 11th edition of Americans. Uh, it's called the American Values Survey a multifaceted polling survey of more than 2,500 Americans that provides an invaluable source of data on Americans' views on everything from immigration to election preferences. The findings on matters of race are especially striking. Now, I'm reading this from the Washington Post. Jennifer Rubin, I have to give credit, even though I was reluctant because I don't really like Jennifer Rubin. She's a real Bernie basher, and she gets on my nerves. But whatever, she's since Bernie has whatever been defeated, since we the people have been defeated, she's kind of keeping her Bernie bashing under the radar. But she wrote about this is an article in the Washington Post called R "Republicans, Your Racism Is Showing." Given two statements, this is from the survey, I quote, I would prefer the U.S. to be made up of people from all over the world, and I would prefer the U.S. to be a nation primarily made up of people from Western European heritage. A plural plurality, 48%, chose the former over the latter, which is a good sign. But, however... Only 25% of Republicans agree with the former, and fewer than half of whites do. PRRI reports less than 
One in five Americans, 18%, agree that the idea of America, where most people are not white, bothers them, while 81% disagree. But Republicans, 27, 27% agree, 71% disagree, are somewhat more likely to agree than independents and Democrats. Republicans are also much less likely to strongly disagree that the majority, that a majority non-white America bothers them, with 35% reporting that they strongly disagree compared to 52% of independents and 66% of Democrats. On the topic of responding, wait, hold on, let's fix this. To Black Lives Matter protests, President Trump received rotten marks with only 35% approving and 64% disapproving. As for the issue of racial injustice, a majority of Americans, 56% to 43%, think police killings of black people are part of a pattern, not isolated incidents, but Republicans and Fox News watchers think differently. Around 8 in 10 Republicans, 79%, compared to 40% of independents and 17% of Democrats, believe that killings of African Americans by police are isolated incidents. Republicans who trust Fox News more for television news, 90%, are even more than likely than Republicans as a whole to say that these are isolated incidents. The refusal to acknowledge racism is now as much a defining feature of Republican identity as is being, well, she says pro-life. I say so-called pro-life or anti-government, meaning anti-American, anti-patriotic. That's, when you're anti-government, what they're saying is that they hate democracy and they hate America. Because what is America? The founders fought a revolution to create a government of by and for the people. That's the government that Republicans loathe and talk about how oh, we want to drown it in a bathtub. Okay, this is how we have to talk, people. Democrats, anybody out there? If there's a Democrat who works for a Democratic representative, would you pass this on, please? That's how you have to talk. Don't be, don't be mealy mouth, mealy mouth, or whatever. In defending the status quo, Republicans seek to fortify a system that treats blacks far worse than whites. Of course, it's just like what we've been talking about with the Amy Coney Barrett bullshit. Oh, poor, poor you. Because somebody, an academic scholar on racism... Points at, pointed out the truth that just because people adopt black children doesn't mean that they're not racist or don't hold racist views. And since racism is a, really about power and that's what systemic racism is, it stems from the system, it keeps the racist power structure in place, it keeps people in their place. Uh, and she's a judge. She's clearly a racist. She's uh, she's like the definition of a racist. Who cares if you have black children? They should be 
I mean, you should be ashamed, really, especially if that's the case. Those children, wait till they grow up. Hopefully they'll get a clue and they'll know what mommy was up to at work. I would be, it's like, I take it personal, frankly. It's all personal. Like, for example, being gay, and I take it personal. People in my family vote, if they vote Republican, I take it personal. You're talking about a a group of people who who would make me a second-class citizen and have and have fought against my rights my entire life and have made this this country and world more dangerous for me so you're okay with that how dare you shame on you it makes me it hurts me really and it upsets me and it makes me feel like what's wrong with you people what is wrong are you that stupid selfish stupid or what is it what is it really is it just stupidity is it selfishness what or all of is it racism all of the above well stupidity and racism is kind of the same oh mamma mia prri also conducted a clever test to see whether the race of protesters matters to various groups of americans americans are more likely to agree then 61%, then disagree 37% with the statement. When Americans speak up in protest unfair treatment by the government, it always makes our country better. However, Americans are less likely to agree and more likely to disagree when the statement is framed as when black Americans speak up and protest unfair treatment by the government, it always makes our country better. From a... Uh, the percentage in that is 52 to 47%. Republicans are 25% percentage points more likely to agree that protests make the country better when the statement does not mention black Americans. Then that goes up 49%. Then they are, then they are when protests are specified as black Americans, then they agree with the statement 25%. Among Republicans who most trust Fox News, the effect grows to 37 percentage points. 47 favor the statement without black Americans compared to 10% who favor it when the protesters are identified as black. That's because Fox News is beating that racist drum that's it. God, where do we live? Republicans may not want to acknowledge the implicitly racist views in their party, but the refusal to recognize that black protesters are trying to make our country better, the, advers- the, uh, the aversion to diversity, the failure to acknowledge racial injustice, and the overwhelming conviction that the Confederate flag, 85%, and monuments to Confederate soldiers, 90%, are symbols of Southern pride, not racism. Uh Uh-oh, they're fighting. Hey, 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 hey. Stop that. 
see what I got to deal with? Where am I? Where am I? Who am I? Okay. Southern pride. That monuments to Confederate soldiers are symbols of Southern pride, not racism. Oh, my God. In recognition that the Civil War fought to preserve slavery are frightening indications that racism persists within the GOP. Of course it does. But they'll, they'll be crying. No, we're not racist. No doubt inflamed by a racist president. The siege mentality expressed by many in the MAGA crowd and the violent groups Trump's, Trump refuses to directly denounce stem from a sense that they are losing power and control in American society. That, in turn, spurs ever more desperate attempts, voter suppression, child separation, to maintain white dominant positions in U.S. society. Ain't it the truth? Well, don't that just hurt, though? Don't that ma Does that make you hurt? Somebody saying you're using a prop or racist when you're even though you have black kids that you make their world less accommodatable to them, less humane towards them. Robert P. Jones, the chief executive of PRRI, tells me, overall, the survey confirms that denying the existence of systemic racism, both perceptions of continued discrimination today and the effect of past discrimination on the present has become part of the identity of both Republicans in the political arena and white evangelical Protestants in the religious landscape. Of course. That's it. They deny it. That's why when we say black lives matter, they say all lives matter. Which they don't mean, in fact, if all lives matter, we wouldn't have to say black lives matter, of course. They don't seem to understand that. The findings raise a number of questions. Will these views change once their racist ringleader is defeated at the polls? Are Republicans so badly out of step with the country at large that they risk becoming a rump regional party? I, please, let it be true. It also makes clear that dismantling voter suppression techniques will be critical to preserving democracy and promoting racial reforms. Of course, yes. Well, my, I, I believe as far as racial reforms, you guys know, everybody in, nobody out. That's, that's how it has to be. We got to move forward together. We have to recognize the racist history of our kiss-up, kick-down system that some people get this and some people get that and your your community gets this and you got good schools and you got bad schools. I mean, that whole good school, bad school thing is an embarrassment. That It's right there. That is racism. There should be no bad schools in the United States. But that's by design. They didn't want blacks getting too uppity now, writing books and shit that tell them that they are uh, one in a long history of white colonization, a point, uh, adopting black 
children and assimilating them instead of respecting them as their own, having their own cultures and living in a racist society. They'll just say, there's no racism, see? Don't even think about it. Don't worry about it. I don't even see color here. You're nothing. You're not color. You, there's no color. You're not a child of color. You're my child. You're different. And don't worry. Any No, no workplace you go to, nobody will say the N-word. Don't worry about it. And if they do, we have enough money and we'll don't don't worry about it it's all about the it's all about the green anyway ain't it all right yes the culture of life on the republican they just love life they love it all oh god please anyway they are pro-life that's the other thing when she that's why i was thinking that because she brought that up how they're considered a pro-life party they're not pro-life are you insane even repeating that means you're spreading that bullshit they're not pro-life please they're pro-greed. They're pro-selfishness. They're pro-death. Look at this country. If they were pro-life, would Twitler have played down the coronavirus? Look at his rallies, his super spreader rallies. They're not pro-life. If they were pro-life, they would tell the American people, this is not a joke. Now, in the United States, the coronavirus is the third leading cause of death and that's great right according to republicans that's great great uh great news here we're doing great we're, we're really going how, how did twitler say it we're doing well in terms of death when he says death oh my god oh here it is death he boasted about the death toll in the united states as opposed to europe oh yeah it's really it's great here we got a great death toll the best like nobody's ever seen in europe the average daily deaths are are really soaring 402 percent higher in the united kingdom 493 percent higher in europe Meanwhile, in the United States, deaths have decreased by 37%. So that's helpful, right? Wow. Meanwhile, deaths have decreased by 37%. Did you hear them all? Wow. The applause. <laughs> Why don't you just say 47, 57, 67? Who cares? You're not... It's all... You're, you're full of shit. Anyway deaths the coronavirus is going through the roof in this country it's not on the downturn we haven't rounded a corner where uh, we haven't hit bottom please 
But that's your party of life. Yep. From Time Magazine, just quickly. Donald Trump is not pro-life. His response to COVID proves it. This is by David French. As a young pro-life activist, I still remember the publication of John of Pope John Paul's Paul II's Evangelum Vitae. Its words touched this Protestant's heart. And when he rooted the pro-life principle in, quote, incomparable worth of the human person, it crystallized not just my opposition to abortion, but also an aspirational ethic to care for all persons. Wonderful. If only that were true. Life on earth, said John Paul, is a sacred reality entrusted to us to be preserved with a sense of responsibility, blah, 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 blah. Yes, sure it is. I'm just getting to the point here. By deceiving Americans, he left millions in denial about the spread of a deadly virus, and they behaved accordingly by scorning mask wearing. He helped create a ridiculous mask culture war that renders it politically incorrect in parts of the right to engage in one of the easiest and most basic practices to protect the health of your neighbors and colleagues. One is flatly denying the, quote, incomparable worth of the human person when they fail, uh, fail to follow basic common sense mask guidelines. One is instead indulging in a form of petty selfishness that has cost untold numbers of lives. The pandemic would be challenging under any circumstances, but the United States has so far recorded one of the worst responses of any advanced democracy in the world. A terrible total of 2000, of over 2010. I think it's, now it's, what are we up to? 2017 and over? Over 2010, Americans have, 2000, I'm sorry, 200,000, 210,000 Americans have died and hundreds more die every day. Excess death data indicates the true toll is much higher. Nothing about this is pro-life. Nothing. Yet Americans will go to the polls convinced that Trump is the only pro-life candidate exclusively based on his professed opposition to abortion. But how committed is Donald Trump to restricting abortion? Well, we know where this guy is coming, coming from. We know the reality. Abortions go down under democratic policies. I will always remind the American people that. Abortion legal, restricting abortion doesn't restrict abortions, abortion rates. Women have been having abortions forever. It only restricts safe and legal abortions. That's it. And it increases the dead women. But anyway, to continue. If you look at his record across time, his time in office, it is revealing. For instance, Planned Parenthood received a record amount of taxpayer funds in 2019. And this year received $80 million in federal coronavirus relief funds. Or take the fact that the two Supreme Court justices he nominated and confirmed, whatever, 
didn't uphold a mild Louisiana abortion restriction. Who cares? Yeah, this son of a bitch. Let's look at Donald Trump's complete record. Examine all his rhetoric. His presidency is characterized by the words and deeds that inform that affirm the incomparable worth of human person. Has he treated life on earth as a sacred reality entrusted to him? Please, we have entrusted life on earth to him? To a con man who, with a fake university? And fake veterans charity, a fake child charity, a fake vitamin scam, and fake invoices? We have, oh my God, that's why we're done. His selfishness and reckless actions have cost lives. They're still costing lives. By no fair measure is Donald Trump pro-life. Okay, good. That's coming from an evangelical. Not that I really care. But I received this from on my Facebook page. Hold on. And this will be the last thing. We will end the show. So... Whatever. Become a patron or not. See if I care. Maybe we'll have a show tomorrow. Maybe we won't. If somebody becomes a patron, I will do a show. If they don't, I won't. How's that? And I mean it. I mean it this time. I have to. It doesn't matter. Whatever. I keep saying that. It doesn't matter. I I think that's my new favorite. It doesn't matter. It does matter. Where is it? <clears throat> Excuse me. My my voice. I'm getting all, I'm getting my Lucille Ball voice going. Somebody sent me something. I'm trying to find it. It's a good thing. And you'll be intro. Oh, here comes Tara Junior. Junior. He's back. Come on. You coming up? Everybody, ladies and gentlemen, you know who it is. It's Tara Jr. Jr. (laughs) So Stephen Lee on my Facebook page sent me this this Bible quote. Oh, this Bible verse. And he writes, where is it? Hold on. He writes that, was it Stephen actually now that I'm saying this? I don't know. Well, somebody on my Facebook page sent it to me. I might be getting the person wrong at this time. And I apologize if if I am getting it wrong. Okay, anyway, this describes Twitler to a T. We, we got to use this against the, the fake Christians and evangelicals or whatever. Okay, Proverbs 6, 12 to 19 from the Bible, New International Version. A troublemaker and a villain who goes about with a corrupt mouth, who winks maliciously with his eye, signals with his feet, 
and motions with his fingers, who plots evil with deceit in his heart. He always stirs up conflict. Therefore, disaster will overtake him in an instant. He will suddenly be destroyed without remedy. Okay, let's hope. Wait. Suddenly be destroyed without remedy? <laughs> Sounds good. There are six things the Lord hates. Seven that are detestable to him. Haughty eyes, a lying tongue, hands that shed innocent blood, a heart that devises wicked schemes, feet that are quick to rush into evil, a false witness who pours out lies, and a person who stirs up conflict in the community. If that's not Twitler, that sounds like Twitler's diary. Haughty eyes, lying tongue, hands that shed innocent blood, a heart that devises wicked schemes, feet that are quick to rush into evil, a false witness who pours out lies, and a person who stirs up conflict in the community. Well, like I say, if only these people were Christian. If only, if only they were patriots. If only they were Christian. We wouldn't have this problem. We wouldn't be in this boat. We wouldn't be fighting for fundamental decency, dignity, democracy. We would have a country that lived by its motto, e pluribus unum, pledging their, our lives, fortunes, and sacred honor to each other, not the 1%. All right, guys, 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 I hope, uh, whatever, I hope it, I hope against hope that one day we'll have a show that doesn't suck at a daily set appointed time. Wouldn't that be nice? And I hope that you're doing your jobs to share the show Get the freaking word out. I don't know. I'm tired. Look at me. I'm exhausted. I don't know. It is. It is what it is. Oh, my God. Richard W. You don't have to do that, Richard. Please do another show tomorrow. Is that what you're talking about? Tomorrow? Maybe. Since you put it like that, Richard. Richard's, he's like Jim in a lot of ways. I, th I think of you guys. All right. I hope. I want to. I really do. I do. But it gets a little, it gets hard. That's what she said. But um bump It's, I don't know, whatever. I can't. You're not my shrinks. It gets depressing. Life is depressing, though, right? You just keep going anyway. You do it anyway. That's what I say. We do it anyway. I got to take my own advice. All right, Richard, if we do a show tomorrow, it's because of you. We'll see. And everybody better thank Richard. Hopefully somebody will become a patron, and then we'll... We'll have to thank them both. 
we haven't had many patrons. That's all I'm saying. If anybody, maybe we've, oh, I don't think so. I'm going to say, like, is that it? Are we done? I hope not. We'd be, then we'd be done. We'd be done. So, okay, guys. Eh, life sucks. We know it. At least we're in this together. And we're, we're living in a very difficult time. So I understand how important it is that we have our community. I know it's important to me. I really do. And I really do appreciate all of your support. So, oh, Terry, thank you for your super chat. You're so sweet and nice to do that. Right, and I like that cute little, whatever that is. I don't know what they're called, those little green men with the pear-shaped men or women. I don't know what they are, but they're cute. And that one is blowing hearts, so that's so very cute. See, cute things are in the world, along with ugly orange things. So we're in it together, and otherwise, uh, you know, I don't think I would be able to get through this time. And trust me, I do hope Twitler loses, of course, and that's what we're doing. We're trying. It's not just trying to get rid of him, though, because he is the symptom. And if Joe Biden wins, I, which I hope he does, our work will really begin because then we might have an opportunity to affect some actual change for, for the good of this country. Let's hope. And that's why we have to speak out against the Trump and Z without apology and hopefully bring those who are reachable, bring them. <laughs> Somebody on Twitch wrote, you, who you voting for, white lady? <laughs> oh, my God. I'm voting for, I'm voting for Kamala Harris. I already voted. I'm voting to stop the bleeding. And then we can have a progressive revolution. So we we will be needed more than ever if, hopefully, Biden wins. Because a lot of our Democratic friends are going to go back to brunch. We know that. They think that it's done then. Oh, or we can rest. But no... We have to ensure that another Twitler never rises again. He can only do that in a divided country. Look at Terry Jr. Jr. He's he can't even walk up the of the uh, can barely get up on the top shelf. How you doing up there? <laughs> he is a good cat. I love that cat. I love them all. I love them all. Now, speaking of, I got to go see Ray. He's been in the bedroom by himself for hours, and he's only a baby. He's so cute. I will put some videos of Ray on our Discord page. And, yes, I know. River says, Junior is a chubby chops. I know. That's a problem. It's a problem. I don't understand. I got to go to the vet. I really don't understand. I feel like 
I'm feeding him a set amount. And oh, and it's measured, but I don't know. I'm very concerned. Yep. Oh my God. Covert White Rabbit says, I have a 27 pounder. Wow. That is a big cat. Is he a Maine Coon? Or is he just fat? Look how fat he is. Look at him. Can barely get off that damn thing. He's just a big blob. Oh, well. I got to do something about it. Instead of... I am. I'm trying. I got to stop. How can I do this? I really have to... I guess I should just every day measure exactly what I'm going to give him. Morning and night. And not ever, ever deviate. Not even give him treats. He's going to hate it, but I've been giving him some treats because of Ray trying to make him happy that Ray's around. So when he sees Ray, I've been giving him treats. I know. All right. All right. Welcome. Germany. Yes. Michael Hoffman. Welcome. How can I watch Das Boot season two, Michael? Do you know? I don't know where it is. It was on, season one is on Hulu, but season two, I can't find it anywhere on in America. Is there any way I can watch that effing show? I want to watch that show. Damn it, right now. So if you have any clues. Please send them my way. All right. Contact at RepublicanDirtyTricks.com. We'll do the trick. Das Boot. It's a good show. If In case you haven't watched it, it's a very good show. Very interesting. All right. My friends, I got to go. Ray, my little Ray, is calling. And... Hopefully, we'll have a show tomorrow. Thank you all. I want to thank Jim, of course, Richard. Thank you. And Richard again. Richard says, number one fan. Thank you. I appreciate that. And Terry Taylor, thank you. Thank you, Sin City, for your generous donation to Ray and company. Much appreciated. And keep. I don't know, coming back, you're worth it. You, it works if you work, it's a work of your worth. And otherwise, remember what I say. It is true, we will win. Because we are on the right side of history. We are on the right side of decency, dignity, and democracy. And they know it. We stick together, we win. My name is Tara Devlin, and I... Maybe I'll see you tomorrow.